0: Let's get information. I say, okay, ladies, now let's get information.
1: Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Badgesteam podcast It's Vanessa here, where we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between Remember to follow this conversation using hashtag Badgesteam And remember to follow Badgesteam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter And today we have a special guest Hi guest Hey, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. So the special guest is my husband, Chris. Say hello to everyone.
2: Hey, how are you?
1: I talk about you a lot.
2: You do, I listen.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> So how how do you how do you like the Badgestine podcast? It's great. Great.
2: I'm I'm a big subscriber. I make sure I like and and uh rate oh. on iTunes.
1: Ho-ho! That's right. All the time. I, is that right? I
2: go in and, and do it and undo it and do it again. <laughs> just for good measure.
1: Thanks for doing that, babe. I really appreciate you. It's
2: the best podcast of all time.
1: Ooh, damn. What's your favorite episode?
2: I, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of all the mansplainers. Really? I like that. Why? You know, they be dropping knowledge. Out here for the fellas. You know, somebody has to step up. Out here for
1: the fellas, though?
2: Share a good perspective.
1: Which perspective is, is good? The bad one or my uh, We mine? all
2: have, we have different perspectives, mm. different ways of seeing the world. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
1: All right. So anyway, I invited you on to talk about She's Gotta Have It. We were watching it together. So I thought I'd have you on to talk about it. So She's Gotta Have It. What do you think?
2: Uh, so actually, Huh. to your listeners. What? What are you, uh, you want to do? See, we, we watched some of the episodes together, and then our fearless podcast leader decided to continue watching without me. So, I'm going to get my perspective for most of the season, what I've seen so far. Uh, it's and a then really we'll good follow show. Up,
1: and then we'll follow up with the rest of it when you finally... Listen, we weren't friends at the moment, and I watched it at like, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, See, and 6 o'clock in the morning because I was jet-lagged.
2: So all the couples out there, Netflix rule. Oh. We know about the Netflix rule. No, we're not supposed to watch without your significant other. But that aside, hmm. really good show. I have enjoyed it so far. Uh, I think it's really touched on a lot of really cool things that you talk about in the show that your guests have talked about um, around uh, autonomy of women and how relationships. Um, the issues of dating in 2017, or mm-hmm. I guess it's supposed to be 2017, mo- modern dating. Truth, 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 Um And yeah, I think it's, I think it's really well written. Um, I think it's pretty cool that there are different writers for different episodes um, to offer a different perspective. You don't see that a lot on sure. shows. Um, and I think it's something that young people can relate to.
1: Cool, cool. I think it's cool, too. I like it. I like it for... Yeah, I like it too I like it for the most part um, Of course, Nola's great um, I love watching the gentrification uh, That's how, no, I don't love watching the gentrification I like their take on gentrification And how they're portraying that conversation um, Yeah, I agree with you I think it's a lot of the things that we're talking about On the podcast every week And... Um, for the most part, yeah. I think Nola's cool. I think uh I think me and Nola could be homegirls if she ever opens herself up, but for the most part, cool. cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think I mean she's a very uh complicated character. Mm. Um a selfish character. Yeah. Which I think is a very interesting undertone um that we are starting to see emerge uh from her. Um in, you know, how Uh, Each relationship Including her friends Mm -hmm. um, It seems to be more of a a Take than give on her part Um, And I think it kind of speaks A little bit to um, You know I mean she seems a little bit Narcissistic but Mm. Prideful at the same time Which is like I mean we all have to like Be prideful and be strong as we go out into this world Um, So I think it's a very Like interesting Character to follow
1: Yeah, I think Now that you said I didn't think about that I think her relationships Are very transactional And I think I'm having I think the biggest thing And the biggest thing And that's not a critique For the show yet But I think my biggest critique Of the people who are So called in love with NOLA don't know why they're in love with nola and i don't know and i don't know if that's a reflection of us as like young people not really understanding the difference between love fuck buddies (laughs) and relationships because what she has right now and i guess one of my gripes is according to our one of our great early on episodes um uh, with um, Miss Alicia um, bunyan Samson, when she was talking about the definitions of polyamory and um, she has a book coming out by the way uh, but she talked about the definition of what's being in a polyamorous relationship and And from what I know as well, a polyamorous relationship is having multiple loving relationships. And that is not what she has. Um, When we're talking about transactional, when we're talking about um, her view, or rather their view as well, she calls them when she wants to have sex. And then she only has sex in her loving bed. Mm -hmm. And, And she'll call them when she has an issue or whatever. But... Other than that, like when homeboy Jamie's trying to leave his wife, like what are you leaving your wife for? You heart, you do not know who this person is, and every time he tries to, he's trying to establish a connection. He's trying to get her books and he's trying to have conversations. But anytime the conversation becomes a little bit serious for any of the characters, she changes the subject or she changes the topic. So with Jamie, they were at the, um, they were at the restaurant. And I was trying to see which episode that was in before I Mm -hmm. said anything to you. Spoiler spoiler (laughs)
2: alert. Spoiler alert.
1: Before they were at the restaurant. um, And he tried, like, he seemed like he was going a little bit deeper. Um, And just, you know, overall, like, uh, with Mars, like, Mars asked her about, like, her art. And... It just kept she kept it very like, don't ask me about that or I don't want to talk about it. which I understand they were all centered around sensitive things, but never in any of the episodes so far has she been like hey I was just calling you to see what's up like in the very least True. like it just never got to that point point. and so if we want to classify Nola as a person who likes to who's sex positive who likes to have sex with multiple people defines her sexuality for herself and does not want to be controlled and what I loved she kept bringing up the, fee, the, the free female form which I love then fine let it be but like come on y'all like we already have a hard enough time with like um, definitions. And I think that was my. The, the reason why I was a big gripe was because um, we're trying, people are trying to be heard and trying to be seen. And when you're being a little haphazard with how you're portraying these types of things that are still very taboo, it's not helping anyone. So we still think bisexual people are very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, she was called a trisexual in the show, which was. You know, like, ah, like, let's not go there. Like you're trying to keep it. If you're trying to keep it sex positive, let's keep it sex positive. Um, And yeah, just kind of butchering the portrayal of what a polyamorous relationship looks like was it was kind of like my gripe, a little bit of my gripe with the show as well.
2: Yeah, I think um, that, I found that interesting in, in the greed. Uh, <laughs> I think the other interesting dynamic that I've picked up so far yeah. um, has been how the relationships, her sexual relationships the 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 things about those men and women mm-hmm. um are okay. call all kind of things that i think she wants to see in herself mm. or are, that are in herself okay uh so i think it's most um kind of pops out with the dress the black dress hmm. um and how uh you know she wears it differently with each man uh that she's with So, for example, like Mars, she Uh shows up with the tennis shoes and more of like a street kind of look for him, Um, but also like his whole swag and like what she I think she likes about him is like how connected he is to the neighborhood, how Brooklyn he is, Um, and I think she wants to she you know and she obviously grew up in the neighborhood and I think it kind of he touches on the undertones or connects her to the neighborhood the undertones of gentrification, Um, but also. I think he she's he's that like pathway to like the street that she I think wants to keep but then like with uh with Greer, um he's an artist, so she had more of an artsy outfit on um and when she wore the dress with him. Mm. Um and I thought that was uh interesting. But then also like the connection that they have is through the arts. Mm. Uh and so when she's with him, yeah, I mean obviously they also have like the vanity, he's really into working out. Um she seems a little bit vain, <laughs> a little bit, not uh, just, a a little bit, huh? just a touch. Just a touch. Um <laughs> and you know uh i think he, he brings that out of her um so i just thought that was like kind of an interesting touch oh, uh, and with th- jamie and it was yeah. very
1: like scaled up heels yeah
2: uphill, up here upscale high heels getting out of the tesla fancy restaurant all she wanted to talk about was the view mm-hmm. um and i think it mm, nothing i think that was just that. kind of an interesting play uh and then um the i can 't think of the, the woman's name uh, opal opal right uh, yeah, so <laughs> with her, like she saw that she 's responsible, she has her things together, she has a child she 's stable, and I think these are all like like I said she seems to keep people around her um, that have something that she either wants to become that she likes in them, or that are just a part of her her life and her character, and I thought that was just a really uh, interesting take, but I think we all kind of do that like I mean we all kind of mm. keep people around us that. that That are like reflective of ourselves um, With things that we want to be Or aspire to Um, And so I thought that was pretty cool Um, And then the other piece I thought was Kind of interesting was the painting uh, With her best friend uh, and Man. how uh, just a still dynamic,
1: transactional, super that's transactional. not Her friend,
2: <laughs> yeah, super transactional, and painted the natural hair, even though her friend wanted the long hair. Oh shit, um, I didn't think
1: about
2: that. And you know, I think you know, there's just kind of small little things in the show I think are pretty interesting. But how she, you know, she wants her friend to love herself and see herself as a powerful black Afro Latina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that she the the friend sees herself as you know wanting more out of her body and has insecurities with her body
1: oh you're talking about Shemekha
2: yeah I don't yeah. think Shemeca
1: was Afro-Latina I think she's Jamaican
2: oh yeah oh I, I read that so. oh she is Jamaican my bad Sorry. <laughs> but
1: see, i see you i see, see you the I'm a couple see
2: I'm a couple, couple episodes in My bad. <laughs> My bad. My bad. My bad. but uh yeah i thought that was um really interesting uh to see just hmm. that kind of like i said I, that's what i like about the show is that there's a lot of layers um there's a lot of um really just small intricate details that kind of pop up in all of the characters and just a lot of social commentary about the world
1: see y'all when I'm watching shows, I'm just I'm just watching them. Chris, like when we were watching Insecure, Chris was like the wallpaper symbolized the trans transitional period. I don't
2: the wallpaper even... and Insecure, <laughs> and yeah, the fire.
1: You know I, I was just watching the shit, and I was just like, wow. It was an important she part just kept of the staring show. at Chris. Was like every time she stared at it, it was a reflection of her everything her that soul. was going wrong. She kept like, trying right. to paint
2: over the insecurities and the problem <laughs> in her life. And the more she kept painting, the stains kept coming oh, through. Oh
1: Lord, I can't what you and see. I see. That's the thing. I didn't like when I. Here's the biggest thing. You're talking about like Shemeca and like their whole, you know, their whole conversation. The thing that I got from Shemeca and her transat and those transactional ass was, you tell Shemeca I'm about to make fifteen thousand dollars off this shit. Shemeka's out here trying to hustle hard for her daughter, and you didn't say, you know what? If I get this fifteen, I'm gonna break you off a thousand or two thousand, girl. Mm-hmm. Like shout out. To you, Shemeka came here for you to paint her, like because she believes in your vision, it seems, and she thinks you're the great Nola darling and all this stuff. And, like, but
2: Shemeka also wanted the the painting to show off to her ex boyfriend, oh um, right, right, and right, wanted right. her to paint it a certain way to make him jealous. So like she clearly still has some insecurities about her body and about her own relationships. But yeah, I agree that she also could have been like, "Yo, I'm gonna throw you." A stack or two.
1: Nothing. Uh, nothing. Dude's just like, "Woo! I'll let you know if I get it, girl. Bye." I to
2: pay up all my rent.
1: She said, "I'll pay my rent, but boss." <laughs>
2: and
1: Shemeka's out here like, "Must get ass implants so I can like make more, get more stacks at work, like." Yo, come on, come
2: on! Yeah, well, that I thought that was yeah, but I mean, it it spoke to like I said, that whole like body image kept coming up. True, Um, and I think the other somebody on
1: Twitter, somebody on Twitter said. I wonder if, like, Nicki Minaj just Spike Lee or something because it keeps, he clearly mm-hmm. hates that type mm-hmm. of, like, body and the long weave and everything because I guess it keeps coming up in his work or no, something. That's keep out, yeah, it does coming up, yeah. I did not
2: think about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, there's always, I mean, that's the thing about Spike is if you don't agree with his politics, you're always going to have a hard time mm. with his movies because he is unapologetic about his yeah. beliefs, his perspectives. Yeah. Um, and provides plenty of social commentary. Um on his shows and movies
1: but you were saying so
2: yeah i was saying also um as we even like uh the incident where she was walking home from her friend's house and was definitely traumatized by the street harassment yeah grabbing her um and the trauma um i thought that was also just right on time as we are in the Uh, current world that we're in right now where a lot of women are speaking out about uh, the trauma of sexual assault and things that they've experienced in the workplace and through the streets. And I thought it was just kind of right on time, um, hmm. to really show how traumatic that is. Cause I think a lot of men really actually don't know that mm. walking up to women and grabbing them or yelling from <laughs> your vehicle, uh, in the middle of the night <laughs> yeah. or in the middle of the day or anytime, like yeah. that a stranger, uh, person is yelling at you mm. or touching you, right. uh, is a problem. Yeah. And I think we needed to see that, uh, uh, hopefully, the men out there really take that into account. That's uh, if they're watching, if it. they're watching
1: the show, right? Like, damn, you don't know where to reach these men. You got to like put it. We probably have to like put the same scene in. Like, uh what's the movie coming out? The Black Panther movie,
2: right? Because we know
1: dudes are gonna watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was. I mean, but it's still like a huge disconnect. I mean, it's it's that's clear yeah. um that you know a lot of men don't see that as a problem, right? Um, or yeah. So I I don't know. I think it's right on time. Um there's a lot of undertones, interesting characters, interesting main character. Uh and I think he hates the millennials a little bit too though. Uh <laughs> I kind of picked that up actually. Like,
1: so what makes you say that?
2: Well, I think it's the impatience in her character. Um, I think it kind of again, it kind of comes out in the vanity a little bit, Mm. Um, and just trying to you know. And I I think it popped up too where she was seeing the therapist Mm. and was trying to barter with the therapist (laughs) instead of paying the therapist. Um, (laughs) Which it's cool. Bartering is not a problem if that's something that you like put out front. Right. Right. But to just do it Or think that it's owed to you yeah. I think was I, she, I read it as She didn't
1: even give her a choice In that one she, she wasn't even like You know what Here's a couple of things I can offer Cause I'm realizing Like my finances Are all messed up and hey, therapist, let me know. But I understand if I need to get my insurance card and all this shit together. You didn't even give her a choice. You no, just...
2: just dropped it at the end of the session, and then wasn't trying to pay her rent um, as well. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I think he was he was taking some shots at us a little bit. At least <laughs> yeah. I read it that way. Maybe I'm always over- overthinking it.
1: But you know what's interesting though, which I did not think about until I was talking to some coworkers. Um, so yes. I was excited that there were different writers, and and a lot of the writers were other women, which was great. And some critiques that I've read were, um, and some of my coworker brought up was, um, can we have younger women writing it because of the language in some of the language that was hmm. happening in the show, which I, didn't I catch that. which I did catch, and I was like, oh, maybe they're just you know just that's the language that they that they use, but like. She said something like, "She like so like it was just little stuff like keep it on the low low like no one says that like it was different things about like how they were trying to do like the PBS special in the middle of the oh you didn't get there yet
2: Mm. wow wow. spoiler alert y'all spoiler no 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 no
1: no, it's fine I'll go back
2: to the Netflix (laughs) watching ahead. (laughs)
1: Never mind, never mind. Oh, this one's coming up. What I'm about to say is coming up. But no, I'll leave that alone. No, one go, ahead, go ahead. Everyone no, no, else, no, no,
2: no, no. all your listeners have already. Watched no, 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 it. no. no it's just me. It, it, it's no, just me here, guys. No. <laughs> just me. Don't worry. Just so, here.
1: so she, so she has a classroom gig. This is coming up. This is coming up in the next episode that we are going to rewatch together, babe. <sighs> wow. um So she so the kids are like in the classroom and they're doing like the like, you know, like your mama, you know, was on me last night or some shit like that or whatever. And, you know, everybody's just like joking in the classroom. And she like literally stops and she's like, now it's never jokes because the dozens came out of slavery. And it was when blah, blah, blah. And it's like, girl, okay all right we we see this educational moment you're trying to drop here but like what are you ah it's it's not yeah there was just like different language cues or different things that were happening that would like if you had a younger person or probably a actual i think like There was a 30 year old, or maybe two 30 year olds, who were, um, that wrote like an episode or two or something, but the rest were like women who were, I guess, 50 and over, which nothing wrong with that, but I guess it was just like some folks could tell, like, who the hell wrote this? Or like, why would you think that this is a problem? One of the things after, I don't know if you noticed it, when she got with Opal, they, she put on Birkenstocks.
2: Oh, I didn't know. And it was like, (laughs) yeah.
1: And it was just like, um, is that really a thing associated with just lesbians anymore? No. And it was just so when I was so when I saw it I was like no. Hmm. Th- you're not making it this blatant. Like it's not you're not making it this I mean. obvious that like, sleep with a woman, Birkenstocks. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And
2: yeah, but her character kind of does that, though. That's what I mean. Like, oh, she puts, way on, Mars. she puts on the, yeah. the
1: the costume of the person that, that she's she, with. Um, yeah,
2: like I said, that's when Mars when she put the tennis shoes on with the dress. She put the high heels on. She's wearing it in different ways to, like, trying to appeal to what she, like I said, to the person that she's with. Ah, uh,
1: But, you know what? What the other thing I that- think
2: costume was a good way to put it, though.
1: Thank you. I came up with that all. I'll just right here on the spot, just wow. now. Wow. Thank, I know. You're just so I know. Thank you. Um, but in that same regard, now that now that we're we're talking about um, that, and I don't know if this is like a young or old perspective, but. They kind of played into this um, narrative that we hear sometimes still about like, oh, the men do you wrong, and then you're automatic now because you couldn't find a good man or mm-hmm. the men did you wrong in your life. Now you just go sleep with a woman. Mm-hmm. And, and then Nola still didn't see sleeping with a woman as actual sex, it seemed like, because I don't know if you remember that scene, but before we got to Opal, she was like, I'm going to be on the cleanse. It's going to be like, know this, know that. And I, I know she said, no dick, I get it, mm. but it was like, well, okay, are you on a for real, for real cleanse? Are you trying to find yourself, girl? Well, that's or... when Opal
2: was like, yo, you get to turn it on and off,
1: mm. and I don't. Right. But I just feel like that's such a still a hurtful, mm-hmm. it's still an inaccurate and can be hurtful um, description that that men still throw around like, oh, you couldn't find no good dick, you couldn't find a uh, good man, so you just went with a woman no people are genuinely attracted to women right. <laughs> hey women are true options out here like you don't just ah uh, just but then Opal. but i mean still what's her face opal didn't come back into the picture until the men did her wrong so that right. was kind of like shading in itself like you weren't checking for me you kind of it seems like you ghosted me no. and it's like oh the men disrespect you all right come on over to get into the the comfortable bosom right. of a of a opal out here I mean, Opal was fine. Go ahead and be with Opal, but right. also that's why I think I'm team Opal because Opal was Opal was not putting up with that shit. Like I got a job, I got a business, I got things to do and I don't have time for you to be mismanaging relationships too because you came over or just
2: coming in and out. Like I don't, I don't think the True. deal breaker was like for, I think Opal was initially cool with like the understanding that she would be with other people still, but hmm. it was when she Made the promise to the daughter and then didn't come.
1: Yeah, I think that was. I think that that is the thing that broke the camels. That that broke the camels back right there. Is that what? Is that the expression? <clears throat> but yeah, I just I feel like Opal. But Opal just seems like a more serious, settled down person. Because when what's his face came around the corner. um The light-skinned guy, um, cannot remember his name, Greer, when Greer came around the corner and saw her sitting with Opal, Mm -hmm. um, it was just super awkward, and it seemed like Opal was like, you know, I'm, like, let me... I think she was down there. Yeah, Yeah. I think she's like, let me just get back to work, like, we see the games that you're about to play here, and I don't have time, I don't Mm -hmm. have time for any of this shit, so, Yeah. Mm, yes. Like, we love Nola. We love her freedom. We love how we're, like, we're calling... She's calling her shots. She's, you know.
2: She's calling her own shots. She's I calling I think it's her good own thing. shots.
1: But then, of course, it's a yeah. wonderful thing. Like, this is what we want. But the other part for me is is she... If you're calling if, if you're calling the shots and it is what it is, then let it just be what it is. It seems like she had to keep explaining herself. And I understand, like, she it it was like that in a show setting because everyone was like, Well, what about me? or like mm-hmm. Oh, you where's your other man at? Or blah 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 blah. And I did like how she shut it down and kept boundaries up. I did like that. Like sure. yeah. you know what this was when whenever Jamie tried to question her with a whole ass wife, which sir it's complicated no you have a whole ass wife at home who's no
2: who sleeps upstairs
1: you have a whole ass wife and child and needs you stay out <laughs> my damn business um
2: but she was shading him too though like how they, they had the dinner conversation where mm-hmm. she kind of was like oh when are you going to fix that like kind of thing like seemed upset about the fact that he was still with his wife oh, yeah. um <laughs>
1: Want yeah. it all for yourself when you out here with options right. too. And Keep that's it what with I mean. options. Like, it's, it's Keep guys as money, man. I ain't got no problems with you taking the coins, but girl, yeah, no, okay, you're right about that. She yeah. definitely was like, I'm not, I'm cool with being casual. I'm gonna be your secret, but when she asked them, when she has some, How like, you
2: don't introduce me to your friends.
1: What has Shameka and Clorinda seen them? No, okay, then I need you to. Sh- that, it's those, it's those nuances where I'm like, girlfriend, if you don't, like, just get yourself in order, just, tight, just need you to tighten, just tighten, but it's also, that's probably the, the conflict that we have with Nola, like, where the hell are you, she's so lov- lovable, but she gets on your damn nerves at times, yeah, but even with the, e- with each, with each thing, instead of it just being like, yo, it is what it is, and that just being that, I felt like she's sometimes just overcompensated by over explaining. Like, I am this, I am not, I am not a freak, I am not of this, I am not of that. But like, if you're not those things, then let's not, le- it's not those things then. Like, yeah, it I is what it is.
2: Yeah. I think she, yeah, I think she was very confident in who she is. Yeah. Which is like, I think the show was trying to like strike the balance of like, yeah, you can the, the, I mean it's a it's it's a weird thing, right? Where you want to be independent, you want to love yourself, care for yourself, set your own boundaries, do your own thing, live your life how you want to live it on your terms. But she's also very reliant on other people as well. Mm. And it's it, it's okay to be independent if you have all your all your stuff together, <laughs> but if you don't, then you can't just also just kind of pick people up and put them down and mm. at, at your own whim and wishes, um, and not then you can't get mad if they get mad about it or get upset about it or want to push you away. Um, I feel like
1: she starts, she sort of starts reconciling that at the end, but mm. I won't, I won't go there. Wow,
2: I, won't go I there. would know that.
1: No, no, no. I, would I know mean, that. I mean, I would
2: know these things. I'll, I'll be sure to come back on and the lot. La- I my, think.
1: I think the, In the last. <laughs> I don't know if you have anything else, but I think the last thing for me was, um, just to bring it back to the black dress. I think the problem with the black dress. I mean, not only was it too damn expensive,
2: yeah.
1: um, but it was at the recommendation, not for ju- like specifically the black, the black dress, but at the recommendation of her therapist. <laughs> Do something, get something, wear something, whatever that you can feel good in. Do something for you. And it seemed like she was wearing the dress at the approval and for the approval of other people, which means that you didn't wear it for yourself. Like she didn't take herself out to dinner to go in the dress. Like, no, you should be treated to dinner in the dress, but like, yo, let it be what it is. But it just felt like when the reaction to the dress wasn't what... She thought it was going to be, then it just became an automatic disappointment. Like, it mm-hmm. became the dress's fault. It became, Whoa, why can't, like, just if it's the dress, like, wear the dress to make you feel good. Don't wear the dress to hear Omar's like yelling at you, like, Whoa, from across the block. Like, that's my dress. I love it. I think I look the bomb in it. I'm gonna yeah. take some selfies with it. I think I'm gonna it... <laughs> skip around time and show my ass in this dress. Like, it. It just only came out when it was when she was with these men. It didn't come out when it was like, "Yo, Clarinda, let's go out." Yeah, or whatever.
2: Well, I think it even interesting starting lead into the dress was the gentrified boutique store uh, in the uh-huh. neighborhood, and like the woman following them around. So I think she, part of it was like trying to show that woman that she could afford it, show her friend that she could. Uh, step out and, you know, mm. do something nice for herself. Um, and just to show herself, I think it, I think initially it was for herself. I think it was like you know what, I do need to treat myself. I do need to flaunt who I am and my sexuality. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um,
2: but I agree that it was also clear that she was doing it for the men in her life. Um, and also, I think it also hit the undertones too on um, how men do see uh, sexual assault and street harassment as how you are dressed mm. and in deserve- mm. being deserving of it. Um, I, didn't
1: even, I didn't even get all that. You see, so, I didn't even get all that,
2: uh, Mr. Deep. So I think it. I, I, like I said, <laughs> I love the play of like both highlighting her insecurities, highlighting like the dynamics of each relationship in her life, but then also like some social commentary on like men needing to get our shit together and understanding that it is, regardless of what a woman is wearing, it's never okay to harass or abuse
1: did they ever get that message though
2: i don't think did she no like yeah no yeah
1: because it, it all is... when she got mad at each person and then it became and then every person was like but i loved your dress and which defeated the
2: point um she broke it down to uh uh jamie on I I believe she did. I think she did was say she, Yeah, I think it was remember. Jamie when she was out, out in front of the apartment and he kept just trying to come up and then was just like, But this is a dress, what you wearing? And then he tried to put the coat on her and like she called oh, him yeah. out for I that. Mean, like he was
1: being ridiculous. Yeah.
2: I think she I mean she yeah, she didn't she like it. She said it clearly with Mark. She
1: said, like, I can wear what I want, I can go where I want, I can whatever, which was of course like yes. Abs absolute absolutely. I, I agree with that. Um but I don't know if the, if everyone fully, if the men, if the men fully got it or whatever. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting. And this could be seen as two ways. She never wore the dress with Opal or for Opal.
2: Mm, true.
1: And I don't know if it was at that point where she was like, I need to be rid of this dress. So I'm never wearing it again. Or saw the dress as a symbol of like men's. Lack of control, so it's like I'm going to a woman now who fully understands this stuff. Because I mean, the thing is to me, Opal is is the catch because Opal has not tried to control her in any way. Like Opal's just like I'm I'm telling you what my parameters are. You can be who you want to be. I'm not going to tell you how to dress. I'm not going to tell you where to go. I'm not going to tell you anything, but I need you to respect me, kinda of, which is her only sure. Thing that she, that I feel like she's saying, like you will respect me and you're going to respect me. So
2: and respect my boundaries. Like you're not gonna right. be just coming in and out. You're not gonna be <laughs> just telling my daughter you're gonna hang out with her. and You're not like all that stuff. Word. You know she had she has boundaries as well.
1: Well, you know this would be more enriching had you kept watching because mm. you know I was I was away. I was away at work. You could have wow. you could have watched. I was
2: but... waiting for you. I was waiting for you.
1: Brother, I already saw it though. I'm but you know, you. you probably need to I probably need to be sitting there again because you know, I'm just watching the show. Mm. You be like, and then the when the crescent moon came, I You gotta break down. It's, this is art. It symbolized This
2: is what directors get paid money to do. Yo, but sometimes producers. what if
1: it isn't art? What if it's just like, yo, Nola, you should you you wearing a dress where your ass looks fat? Like
2: <laughs> what if but it's that just ain't just a spikely just... joint. That's not how you I like that. That's not a spikely joint. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Spike Lee joint always has these kind of social commentary and undertones and double meanings. I did
1: not. Directions. Did you see the original? She's got to have it. Have you watched it? I did it? a
2: long time ago. So, I, so
1: someone told me there was a rape scene in there, and they eliminated it for the show. Oh, like they said that the Greer, yeah, I don't remember that? Yeah. The Greer equivalent um, raped her. I don't know what. I oh, they had the
2: same names in the old show.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm.
2: Interesting. Um, but I mean, movie. Um, and then,
1: like, I guess from what the person told me who watched who watched the originals trying to compare, they said it was, like, his way to, like, get her to, like, settle down or something. And I guess she was like, all right, I'll try being monogamous with you. And then, like, Opal was never really a love interest. Like, Op- Opal was just, a, like, her lesbian friend and she apparently it was just strictly dickly mm. that was a, someone said that was a quote from i mm. think someone says that one of the the recordings that uh that was one of the things that she said so it is interesting that yeah she is being more fluid in this in this in this new school version true yeah so
2: well we gotta go re that as well together
1: yeah sure no we can we can i mean maybe i'll just maybe i'll watch it tonight maybe,
2: maybe you'll watch it without me again
1: uh research brother i gotta do research. Mm. I am now running I a this? show. Now I hear this. I'm running a show. I got to keep it fresh and funky for, for my exposing. listeners.
2: I'm out here exposing. <laughs> Put it on blast. <laughs> you in your,
1: no, you're not invited back. You're not no, I'm invited back. back. How was this experience for you?
2: It was cool. Do thank you, you.
1: Were you nervous? No. Well, thank you for doing this.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Alright, y'all, so like I always say, Vagisteam is one of those avenues where we want to hear from you, we want to learn from each other. So, not only did Chris and I talk about she's gotta have it, I mean, up to the fourth or fifth episode. (laughs) Um, but some of y'all watched and binge, and some of y'all watched the whole series in one day, which Chris was not capable of doing. Um and you guys gave your insights, and as listeners submitted some of your insights, some of y'all really, really, really liked it. Some of y'all dug deep like Chris. Um, some of y'all were just watching on the surface. Some of y'all were Team Mars. Some of y'all were—you know what? No one. No one was Team Greer. Not a—
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs>
1: Not a damn person. But you, oh, speaking of that— So, yeah, I posted about, like, all right, y'all, who's Team Mars, Team Greer, um, and Team Jamie? And then I wrote another post and was like, oh, my gosh, I'm being mad heteronormative right now, who's also Team Opal. Mm -hmm. And folks on... Okay, so on my Instagram, overwhelmingly, folks were Team Mars, Nola, and Opal. And then... Because uh, everybody was... For the Team NOLA people, they are like, F, F everybody. It's all about NOLA, which, yes, I'm about that life. Mm-hmm. But then on Facebook, it was overwhelmingly Team Jamie. And then that's when I had to cut in because Jamie was the most bothersome to me. Like, <sighs> first of all, that messed up hairline. True. Um,
2: <laughs> but... I don't have a good barber.
1: <laughs> but like not with you jamie all up in my damn face because jamie i felt like was the the person who the most asked several times like what about the other men what you gonna do where you going i need you to get out of my face because you know what this is thank you number one but number two i kept pushing back because jamie is willing to risk it all literally risk it all On somebody that he hardly knows, you just know you. I think he's in love with the idea of her, and that's very immature as a forty-year-old person. But I feel like she. But for this one in particular, like you're married, you're you're married. Like you've been married for a while. You see what what you know what you're looking for, what you're not looking for. So I would think like if you're going to risk your family, that you really need to be sure and know what you're looking for and what's going on. Like she's twenty-seven. He's forty, and you're like, I'm just, I'm willing to risk, risk, risk it all, risk my son, risk this, and you don't even like. Homegirl's not even saying more than ten words to you, like that is. What do you really know about her? To mm-hmm. risk it all, like, and cut her checks.
2: Well, I think it again undertone. Uh, oh. I think it speaks to. Dudes risking con- it all, well, risking the, connection, the whole damn families. The, the not everybody can kind of take just a physical relationship and not build an emotional connection mm-hmm. i think she's clearly very good at that yes um shout out to her but every dude in her life is not um able to do that yeah um and i mean we don't know the other i mean he's in a, obviously in another relationship but the other guys seem to be in, in somewhat i guess a one-way monogamous relationship with her um I mean, at least we don't see that they're dating other people. Oh, true.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's like they're all
2: waiting for her to call, waiting to spend time with her while knowing, I guess. I mean, at least she's open and communicating. But I think it kind of, maybe that's a whole, I know you've done stuff on open relationships and it was a big thing on insecure Mm -hmm. um, as well. But I think people, like, theoretically like the idea of being open <laughs> open in relationships or like knowing that their partner is with other people right but i think the reality is what they're trying to get, kind of hitting that on the show is that it's not always that cut and dry and like there are emotions and connections that come from the intimacy and she's clearly able to turn it on and off but the men in her life are not i mean they're not clearly
1: Yeah, and maybe they're... And that's the thing. I think you had said this earlier, like... Or just in our own conversations, like... She's not even in a community... Of folks that kind of understand that. So she probably understands with what polyamory is. Mm-hmm. And pr- potentially, truly wants to be in those types of relationships. But you're seeking monogamous men or just maybe Women that's just... Women who are
2: most comfortable in monogamous Or Yeah, or yeah. maybe
1: the men that are in that circle are just... That's, that's what they know. That's what they want to do. They want to be with you only. Like, mm-hmm. dope. Awesome. Because Nola got some tricks, clearly, where you got three different dudes... Girl, yes.
2: Yeah, but all I up, think...
1: All up on you. Right. Only... Come on. look got that good good.
2: But... Yeah. Like, I, all <laughs> I all think, true. But I think... you <laughs> But they're not... They don't share that same idea. Yeah,
1: they don't. They yeah. don't. And so I'm just like, all right, do it, but be in circles or social circles where folks are like, all right, dope. I'm going to go back to my other partner now. And... Jamie is best set up... To be in a polyamorous relationship with you, if he would only um, put his wife on game. I mean, we don't know if his wife is cool with that or not. Nah, so. Well,
2: most of his calls are in his <laughs> office, so I don't. I'm, I get the impression she doesn't know.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yes. you're at episode, okay, yeah. All right, well, right, yeah. All right, it's all okay, right. it's okay, babe. But yes, for Facebook, I had to keep going back because for for me, I mean, also it's just a conversation around like. Okay, why why do you think—because, I mean, for, for the most part, for the folks that are like Team Greer, it was all about, like, he just seems best suited. He only seems best suited because he has money and because he reads books. Like, that's the appeal of him, but mm. he's clearly a jealous man, clearly insecure, and clearly is not a good communicator, like— you and you are not. In, you are not going to keep asking me about what's going on after we've established a relationship, and you don't know yourself because you don't even know what you like and don't like. And instead of just like taking a step back and being like, "Wow, being with this other woman is really allowing me a freedom of doing X, Y, or Z, or having conversations about X, Y, and Z, and just like really maximizing on that opportunity." you're not you're just willing to like risk it all which to me is just very immature and insecure um to do that so now nah, i had to i don't know who i'm team opal i'm team i'm team opal and nola that's me i like mars i like mars as, as, a, as a cool person but greer and jamie can go so i guess i'm stuck i i'm that's me
2: I don't have a team yet. You either.
1: don't have a team yet? I, I gotta... What's your initial team?
2: Who I are gotta, you rooting for? I gotta watch the whole show. I gotta process.
1: Who are you rooting for?
2: I don't know. Maybe there's characters that I haven't seen yet, so... No, you know. they
1: <laughs> Fine. Damn. That's disappointing. I, I, all, yeah. those, all this intricate insight and you don't even have a team yet? I ain't got a team. You, you didn't look at the team. glimmer, the glimmer in the Crooklyn nah. the crooklin glasses that Mars was wearing that
2: nah. i mean he seems pretty cool he is cool, yeah,
1: I like him, I like him in his um i like him he's fun, he's fun, and he's yeah yes i won't you will
2: uh, I'll finish watching and come over with the team. <laughs>
1: Alright y'all, so I'm leaving you, we're leaving you with um, some of your great insights. Thank you um, to everyone that shared. Um, Shout out to Khadijah. Shout out to Deirdre, shout out to Nikki, and also shout out to Kandaka for sharing your stories. I hope y'all enjoy. Send your questions to vagisteem at gmail.com. Send me some DMs. I love hearing from you. Remember to rate the show on Um, the Purple app, your podcast app, if you have an iPhone. And also, you can leave comments on SoundCloud as well. Tell a friend to listen, and I will see you next week. Bye.
2: You're supposed to say bye, too. Bye.
3: (laughs) Hey, y'all. It's Khadija. And I want to get into this reboot of She's Gotta Have It that literally has snatched my edges out. First of all let's be clear I didn't have edges to begin with but when I say she's gotta have it I stayed up all night binge watching this joint it is an amazing an amazing remake not to mention I love the fact that Spike Lee brought in his wife and his sister to actually collaborate and even help with writing some of the episodes hmm let's first get into nola i love nola nola reminds me of myself right like i don't want to be tied down i don't want to have someone control me i don't want anybody to tell me what to do because i'm my own person and the fact that she was dating three dudes at once and that's totally fine because at the end of the day a woman's body belongs to herself and she has full full control over what she does with it but If I was Nola and I had to pick one, y'all, I would probably go with Mars. Mars, I'm not even into, like, light-skinned Puerto Rican type of dudes. But Mars, he was giving me something, y'all. And I don't know if y'all felt what he was giving me, but he was giving me like he really cared about Nola. Like, I just love the fact that he was, like, street smart, but also socially conscious, really cute style couldn't really get with the frames wasn't feeling those glasses but I loved his super cute ponytails and intricate styles I love that Mars was like young hip and fresh and I could really tell that there was some sort of just genuinity about him he was just so genuine to Nola Jamie definitely more financial well off but Jamie had a whole wife like What are you doing? Sleeping in a basement. Now, mind you, let's get into that basement he was sleeping in. That's the size of my apartment. So, let's get into uh, different levels of wealth. Jamie definitely has coins in the bank. But, Nola, I have a question. Why are you fucking three guys and your rent is late? Like, that's just not how I operate on the scene. Like, I'm not going to be out here doing that, struggling to pay Miss Ella my rent. As far as Jamie very poetic but I did not find him attractive at all I don't know if it was the way they did his haircut but his hairline and his shape up now mind you like I said before I don't have edges but his shape up just was not doing it for me like I don't know y'all it just wasn't doing it for me he just seemed a little bit too uptight just too corporate for me and that's just not my type Greer on the other end totally obsessed with himself I think we all have an ex or maybe it's just me very well groomed very clean but super super obsessed with himself and I definitely think Greer was just totally totally in love with himself um Nola let me take my hat off to you and give claps to you, sis, because you invited three of your dudes to Thanksgiving dinner and they actually sat at the table and ate turkey, which really confused me because we're in 20, almost 18. I would not have the balls to do it. And I think that's what's so empowering about She's Gotta Have it and how, you know, they did this kind of like super cool modern reboot is that like Nola is that right like she's that like she's the ish right and the cool part about it is that She's the ish, but she's herself, right? She's not trying to be anyone else. And she's going through this life journey of really just trying to find herself and trying to find out what she likes, who she likes, what she doesn't like. And then another thing that completely ties into it that's super, super important to me because I'm a fine black woman as well is the street harassment piece. I know a lot of black women out there that are listening Y'all can relate, like, walking down the street. Hey, ma. Hey, shorty. Hey, Hey. ooh, her butt big as shit. Like, all of that. So, that piece on street harassment and not having control over your space, over your body, and people touching you, random men touching you on the street, I felt that. And at the end of the day... I really, really feel like that was the most powerful episode. Like, my name is not Black Bitch. My name is not Mama Sita. My name is not Shorty. My name is Khadija. So, y'all, if y'all have not watched She's Gotta Have It, I just spoiled it a little for you. But the minute you do watch it, I promise you, you will watch it again. Because it was just that goddamn awesome. Hi. Uh,
4: my name is Deirdre. Um, so I asserted online on Twitter that I found it very interesting, the music that was chosen for each love interest. So just to recap, for Jamie, it's Between the Sheets by the Isley Brothers. For Greer, it's Pretty Wings by Maxwell. Um, for Mars, it's For Cindy's Tender Love. And for Opal, it's tree, Say yes. Um, I think my exact quote online was that I think it's very interesting the personality and how it's indicative of the personality, the music that was chosen. Um, so a couple things I'll point out for Jamie. I think part of the reason why they chose In Between the Sheets is because that's like that quintessential Bump and Uglies kind of music. Um, and it's alluded to that Jamie's much older than Nola is, so I wonder if that's kind of like his era and how he imagines sexy time. Um, for Greer, it's Pretty Wing by Maxwell. I think it's interesting because I wonder if they're alluding to the fact that Greer and Maxwell kind of look a lot alike, um, or if it's just the fact that I think it might be that Greer applies to a lot of people as attractive. He's a hit. But I don't know if he has much substance. And that's how I always felt about pretty wings. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, that's okay. Um and so that's kind of how I feel about Greer. Also, let's talk about Greer sexy. One of the things that really pisses me off about Greer sexy is that he hangs his jacket and his hat on nola darlings is easel and as an artist it, it to me that when you get further along in the series it helps you to understand how okay he is with breaking and pushing on her boundaries even though she's told him multiple times that she does not want to be in a relationship with him not to show up at her residence uninvited um not to just you know keep calling her and pressuring her and all those kinds of things and maybe that's such a little thing but if someone loved me as an artist they would never desecrate my creating space like that and that's how I feel like he's so focused on what he looked like and what he needed it to be and what it should be that he um he was just okay with using her easel as a hat stand um then there's Mars and Mars is song choice is very interesting to me because it's once again one of those quintessential late 80s super sexy time songs um and he has to share his sex scene with jamie calling and texting and treating nola like like they're in a committed relationship he asks her where is she i've called you uh, where are you i've called you two times Um, And I find that very interesting that Mars has to share his love scene with Jamie. But in turn, Jamie's almost being made fun of by Mars in his sex scene. Whereas Jamie is so intense and specific and like about it. And Mars is just there to have a good time with Nola, but he's about it in a different way um i also spoke to one of my friends about the fact that Mars was one of was the only person out of the three men who when he noticed that he was making Nola more nervous with his angry reaction to her being attacked on the street his immediate change to make her feel safe again with him at least kind of checking in with her, softening his gait and his stance and everything to kind of support her rather than be so competitive and beat his chest over the fact that her honor has been destroyed by this rando on the street and that's his business. He more so went after the fact that she was hurting. Mars also shows up in interesting places throughout the series, I think, because when her art is vandalized on the street he takes it almost more personally than she does she has a really visceral reaction but he sees it first and it's almost as if he's performing for her when she's not there um but and also when she's you know trying to find whoever this onyx person is he is on a super sleuth he makes it his personal business to figure out who this person is and so i wonder if tender love has nothing to do with Jamie and everything to do with Mars, because out of the three of the men who are in Nola Darling's loving bed, he seems to be the one who is the most tender. Um, And then finally, Opal. It really makes me upset that Opal seems like an afterthought in the series. We know that she isn't. If you look back into the original, she's got to have it. Um, But she doesn't show up to the fourth episode. Opal's sex scene or introduction doesn't happen until the fourth episode, whereas the three men, all of their sex scenes happen within the first episode. And it, it bothers me because as a queer woman, it is often you become an afterthought or a secondary choice, which is kind of how Nola Darling uses Opal. And Opal even says to Nola Darling that for me, as a lesbian, there is no second choice. Um, when referring to the fact that Nola Darling has multiple men that she sees. Um, I will say, however, that I was so turned on by their scene partially because of the music choice that I literally had to pause it I was so I had never seen a lesbian sex scene between two black women done so beautifully centrally without being disgusting in my entire life and that validation along with one of my favorite sexy songs I I literally was overwhelmed um she's got to have it is probably my most favorite thing in the last 2 months. Thanks for listening to me ramble um and yeah, have a great night.
0: I was super excited about the idea of she's got to have it turning into a series because the actual movie She's Gotta Have It is one of my favorite movies um I saw it when I was very 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 young and um even though I couldn't understand all of the concepts at that time as I evolved and I grew so much of it resonated with me and especially now as a woman um I get and understand Nola so much more um For me, I think two things are going to happen. An individual is going to completely reject it or there's going to be a side of you that is going to resonate or you are going to want to vicariously live through her. Um, It's not about being open to a poly relationship. It's not about being open to being pansexual. It's about communicating effectively who you are and what you want in a relationship with anyone. Um, I think there are ideas of Nola and what she represents that can be something that we can apply to a monogamous relationship. Um, Traditionally, women especially are... Um, typically told that you cannot be sexually free. There's a very negative um, energy and, and, and negative conversation that goes around any woman that is open about her sexuality and this is not even publicly sometimes women are shamed by their partner uh, for wanting to express how they feel and how they want to feel and i want you to help me feel like this those type of conversations can be very intimidating and threatening for a male counterpart or even people that may be in Other relationships with individuals, um, overall, there are a lot of times where women are not in a position to be in a safe space to speak about what they want to receive and experience. So Nola communicating with these four relationships that she's involved in. And each individual, she is very clear and transparent. It's not about signing up for that type of setup. It's about understanding that you can be empowered in who you are and the type of relationship that you want to experience. A lot of times with men, um, you can be talking to someone or dating someone and he can straight up tell you, I just want to jump off situation. I'm not ready for a relationship right now. I just want us to um, date other people. I don't want to be serious right now. I have a lot of emotional stuff that I'm dealing with. And women just accept it and have no other choice. But on the other end of that, she can be fully engaged in operating in the realm of a wife or a serious relationship. And there are no options for her. She's not presenting the opportunity of having options for herself So NOLA entertains that. Another thing that NOLA brings up is that traditionally women cannot be spiritual and sexual at the same time. You have to be a hoe and a thot and have no concept of spirituality or God. Um, And so I think that this brings up something different for people and understanding that sex and sexuality should be a spiritual experience for you and that is not to say that that has to be entertained in the way that she did but it's saying that you can be married and still be a very spiritual person and want to be a freak for your husband and we hate that word we're gonna say it but it is what it is you you a freak um sexually free and liberated whatever you want to call it you can be that person and still be a spiritual being um another thing i think that the concept of therapy um In this world of black girl magic and strong black woman, uh, we needed to hear a voice and uh, 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 a figure to see someone that says, yeah, it looks like I have it all together and I have this life and, and these things that I'm striving for, but there's some stuff that I have in me that I need to get that out. So I think that that invites us to get over this stigma, that black and brown people don't need therapy. Um, And so that was another thing. Another thing is is I think that we need safe spaces. We need safe spaces around our girlfriends and our partners where we can unpack and still be ourselves and, and still cry and still vent and do whatever we need to do and do it in a way that they know that we're still going to figure out our way. It's not a, a space of victimization, but it, it is a safe space to just unpack um, more importantly, I also think that every woman needs a black dress moment um so I personally would not rock <laughs> the dress that Nola rocked, but it resonated with me in having a moment where it 's something that is uniquely divine and sacred to you, and it is something personal. Uh, and fulfilling and empowering to you that is not locked in or, um, you know, connected to someone else. So that is also a beautiful concept that brings light to just having space for you and having self-love and self-care and spirituality, and doing things because they feel good to you, and being able to set boundaries through family and friends, and anyone that comes against you, and just really evolving and saying, "Hey, I'm not perfect, um, but I wanna I wanna figure this life thing out, and I'm gonna do it to the fullest." Um, so I love Noah. Um, I always have, and um, you know, again, even though there are not things that are identical about Nola in my life, um, as a woman, there have been things that have always resonated um, and and just the ability to love people and to give and wanting to be free and connect on a different plane, and to truly be myself. And and like she said, one, two, three fingers cannot block out the sun. So that's my take on it.
5: Peace and love, Vanessa and the Vegesteam audience. It's your girl, Nikki G from Chicago, here to talk about She's Gotta Have It the Series. I want to start out talking about the series by talking about the original movie. She's Gotta Have It, the original movie by Spike Lee, was one of my very favorite movies. I fell in love with the character Nola Darling way back then. I think I might have been in my 20s when it came out. And um, she was the first person that I ever saw depicting you know, freedom to express... Her sexual prowess in any way she felt felt was necessary. And she wasn't letting anybody hold her back. And the thing was, I identified with her so well because at that time, I was dating two guys and two girls. None of them knew about each other, in contrast to Nola Darling in the movie. Um, but at that time, I just felt... I didn't have the... the The vocabulary or the wisdom to know what it was that I was doing or feeling and um, so I took on the world's view of what I was doing and what I was feeling and the world said I was a whore and a slut and that I should be ashamed and that is what I was and um, and that's because you know in this monogamous society The way it's set up, you know, a woman is to make love to one person and then she doesn't get any other choices. She has to pretty much stay with that person. I see a lot of times on um, social media, women talking about body count. I wouldn't give a fuck how many people I fucked. Now I'm going to fuck you. And you can count that all up. But. Anyway, I digress. That's getting off the topic. So I was in love with the movie because she was the first character who ever was free. And she wasn't apologetic about it. And that made me rethink how I felt about it back at that time in my 20s. Now, of course, I'm over 40, and I can care less what a person thinks. I'm not apologizing to anybody about not wanting to be non-monog- uh, non-monogamous. non I have no problem with that. So, this I like the series. The thing I like about the series, first of all, in conjunction with the movie, or in connection to the movie, I should say, um, is that it gave us a backstory to the characters that we met in the movie. So, if you ever watched the movie... You never knew Jamie was married, or maybe even in the the movie he wasn't, because he seemed to be free to do what he wanted. Um, Mars and Greer, they seem pretty much the same as they were in the movie, but another contrast to the movie, to the series, is Opal. Opal was Nola Darling's friend in the movie, and Opal was a lesbian, and she didn't have kids that I knew of. But um and she was beautiful in the movie too, but in contrast to the series, Nola was not interested. She actually used the phrase strictly dickly, I think, in the movie. So the series, I like the fact that it um uh, improved upon the characters or you know, gave us more of a backstory and uh grew them up, so to speak. <laughs> um I did like that part. I liked um, finding out more about the characters that I had fallen in love with so many years ago. Um, Now, about the series, the thing I like about the series the most is of course the fact that it shows Nola, a black, young, artistic woman following her passion in every aspect of her life, it appears. She's following her artistic passion, you know, she succumbs comes every now and then because she has to make money. And as an artist, I'm a right- You know, I write and perform poetry. So I definitely understand that. I was an accountant in a former life. And whenever I have problems, I go back to getting me a little accounting job until I can, you know, get my art to take off again. So I relate to Nola on that level. Um, I, I love that she's living out her passion with the guys. She's chosen the three guys she wants. If... She doesn't seem to add another one, but I don't know maybe if the series goes on, she will, but in the series, like I said, she had an attraction for Opal and had even um go ahead when I had an opened Pandora's box and explored her curiosity, so I saw that she and Opal were lovers. I also liked how the series depicts opal, I really do, because of the simple fact that Opal, knowing that she was having sex with Nola but she still kept it in that box like this is a physical thing we do and it doesn't mean that we are in love or that you love me and I'm not gonna let you pretend to love me she didn't have the power over opal that she definitely had over the guys all three of the guys were just willing to pretty much bow down to whatever Nola says as long as they could have sex with her, be seen with her maybe, or, you know, enjoy her loving bed. Um, the other storylines in the series, like the gentrification and, you know, the not paying your rent thing, they didn't hold my attention as much, but I did like watching how the series developed Nola and the characters. And um, I like the way that it put polyamorous love on the forefront And that's why we get to have these discussions now. And um, that's my view on the series. So if you were to ask me who was I, Team Mars, Team Jamie, or Team Greer, I definitely have to say Team Opal. And that is The View from Chicago on She's Gotta Have It. Peace and love. I'm Nikki Gio. (laughs)
0: So possessive, so I I